Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Welcome along to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, we'll hear about the new legislation that's going to put extra pressure on big tech to protect its users. John Riley will join me to look at Gamescom 23. And the ISPCC will tell us about a new app aimed at kids to tackle cyberbullying. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. But we're going to start this week uh, with news from the world of gaming because a few weeks ago, uh, John Riley was with me and we were talking about new releases, uh, but also you mentioned, John, uh, Gamescom was taking place. Yep. And it took place. It happened. Uh, thoughts and feelings? Yeah, um, it's in Cologne every year. It's the biggest one in the world, really. Like it's it's about three hundred thousand people attend, mm-hmm. uh, so it's huge for the European market, for the international market. All the big developers kind of attend, apart from Sony, that didn't play ball this year. They seem to be doing their own thing a lot as of late. Uh, but Nintendo were there, and yeah, there was a big big announcement or big kind of keynote or they call it opening night live so it's like a two hour session there on Tuesday the 22nd I think of August and uh Jeff Keighley, I don't know, he's the guy that does the Game Awards every year. He's a big kind of representative for gaming and like these awards are like the Oscars. So he hosted it. And yeah, there was something like they, they did temper expectations before they went into the show saying, look, at, this is just going to be like some big updates for games you know are coming yeah. with some other smaller titles being announced on the night. There was no big massive reveals of kind of AAA blockbuster titles. So that was a good thing to do because we know mm. how carried away people can get. So yeah, there was about 35 trailers were shown. Like there was a lot of stuff, a lot of content in those two hours that they just kind of kept firing through. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing some, ty- some of the, like, there was a bit of an Asian focus. There's a lot of anime, oh sorry, what do you call it? Or Asian RPGs that were they kind of um, more anime, manga style titles that have a huge audience in kind of the European market and obviously even more so in the Asian market that you wouldn't see as prominent in say the the more American style gaming yeah, okay. conferences. So it was interesting to see that as well. Before we talk through some of the bits that we saw, uh, Sony not showing up and playing ball. We've seen this with phone companies over the years. You know the way everyone used to be at MWC, um, MWC. Yeah. yeah. And then bit by bit, people started breaking away and doing their own little events. Like, while I completely understand that they want their own time in the sun, yeah. from a tech fan point of view, and it's not all about us, but you know, <laughs> from our point of view, or even from a journalist point of view, it's not great when I, I much rather have everyone on site. Yeah. Because then you can kind of do comparisons of like, oh, well, it looks class from Samsung. I'm not yeah. so sure about Huawei or whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Everything is comparative. Yeah. Whereas when it breaks away, I feel like it gets watered down a little bit. Or is that just me being... No, like it's happened. E3 was one of the biggest ones. Does it that was, still exist? No, way? it's kind it's of dead. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 been, it? it's been, in a way, yeah. yeah. yeah but it was kind of sli- slightly dying even pre-COVID mm. in, the, in the likes of Sony, who were one of, used to be one of the biggest exhibitors at the event every year in June in Los Angeles. And it's the one I used to look forward to so much every year to be like watching these big, the biggest game developers in the world and the, big, the g- biggest game studios would gather in LA and they'd be like back to back days of announcements and you know huge reveals and like you get so excited and then it just slowly started to fizzle out and then COVID really was the nail in the coffin Mm. I think they tried to resurrect it last year again I can't really remember for a definite but it really just wasn't working Um, so yeah like this you know companies obviously feel they get better value for their money by spinning off doing their own little um, event be it just near 
the timing of said massive event, but it's not actually part of that conference mm. or just kind of completely not going out with that same, you know, staying away from all the noise that's coming out of these events and creating their own noise at a different date, either before or after. So, yeah, look, we what happens in tech with those big tech announcements with MWC and IFA, and now obviously E3 was enormous. That's pretty much dead. Now Gamescom is flying the flag and then there's Tokyo Game Show and a couple of others that are still going strong. Um, and now and this Gamescom really did show that it is successful if it's done right, but it was a shame that Sony wasn't present. Yeah, I just, I don't know, again, that's one of those random things that I probably overthink more than anyone else. Um, so talk me through, you said around 35 trailers. Um, talk me through what we saw and give me your take on, uh, you know, has it added to your hype for things or has it actually diluted it in some way? No, I like this year is just cr- like... This, the backlog everyone's experienced backlog for everything be it weddings or God knows what with work and then now with game developers they, their backlog from COVID was that their games are finally getting finished now they were delayed and they were postponed and they were worked on remotely and now like between now and Christmas is insane mm. for the amount of titles that are coming up so I'm almost glad they didn't announce anything new in the, in the coming you months wouldn't have capacity I wouldn't have time it. Jess yeah. I just wouldn't do it yeah. <laughs> so, they're so sound <laughs> <laughs> but like you, it's what they call stacked like October is stacked with titles and September all the way up to Christmas, even post-Christmas, there's so many good games coming that I'm really excited about. Big, big AAA blockbusters and smaller indie titles. Mm. So Starfield really is the big, big player that was kind of pu- the big, big title that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, coming to Xbox and PC exclusively, not on PlayStation. This is a huge space exploration title from Bethesda opened the show with a live action trailer like this is like huge money and like this is going to be make the numbers that are coming out I'd imagine are going to be huge mm-hmm. uh, so that's got, that's got me excited that's September 6th that's going to be at an Xbox Game Pass free of charge Wow so this is where this the is Games Pass comes into it 100% like this is the value that people like this is a huge title that costs you 60, 70, 80 quid and it's going to be just added day one on Game Pass You see this is and the last time you're on and if you didn't listen why weren't you? But also you can listen back on uh, the news talk app Power by Go Loud. But we were talking about um, the game shops closing, yeah. so GameStop being gone and Argos being gone. And uh, that thing of, you know, the Xbox Games Pass, it makes pure sense if you're paying, like you could, you, you don't have to be already a member. You could sign up on September 6th and get this yep. title for a fraction of the cost of if you went out and found a store that was selling it and get a physical copy of it. Yeah, and I think they're, 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 they're always doing kind of incentives to get people on board. Like, I think it used to be like a euro for a month, but they mm. knew that was almost too good value. Uh, so they've gone, they might, it might, I don't know if it's still available now, but like they knocked it down to like two weeks. But even still, it's now, it, they have increased the cost, you know, just everything is going up in price, but it's still 15 euro a month. So if you were to go in and play play this new Starfield relentlessly for two months, you're looking at 30 quid just for that one title. And then, never mind the rest of the titles that are on there you're still saving 50% of the cost of what the title could be so it's really yeah, the value is insane that this this brand new Bethesda title is going to be sitting there on day one so I'm really excited Okay so that is September 6th Yep uh, you had a bit of extended gameplay for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, look at like like Christmas comes around every year as is a <laughs> Call of Duty title so they know where to make their money. This yeah. is a, a, a direct follow-on from last year's Modern Warfare 2 unsurprisingly. Some people are almost calling it Modern Warfare 2 DLC so there's a bit of contention going is this a new game or is it just a load of missions you've kind of made to add on to what was the existing game from last year. So it's kind of a funny way of looking at it because usually it's a whole new entity a whole new kind of iteration of a previous game or kind of a new take on a previous Call of Duty game so this is one of the first times they've gone directly into a sequel from the same storyline as the last game Mm. which people would say well why didn't you just add those missions to what I already have 
Yeah. So. Now, as I as you're speaking there, somebody sent me a message. I said that you were coming on. Yep. And said, ask him about the new Red Dead game launch because it's 50 quid and it's a 13 year old game with no real improvements. Yeah, that's God, Rockstar taking the mick like um, that's on the Switch and PS4 and then you can do backwards compatibility onto the PS5. It's the first time it's been natively available on what they were calling modern PlayStation systems. And God, like the games are fantastic. Red Dead is one of the best. And then they have Grand Theft Auto, which they've brought out three times now, Grand Theft Auto 5. So I was looking at Red Dead, the, this remaster, not even remaster, it's just a relaunch on the Switch because I was like, it's crazy you can run a game that could only run on a console, home console, now on a portable device. I just find that impressive. Yeah. And the guys, the team that were behind it, their name escapes me, a kind of a third party remastering or, uh, you know, relaunching studio that helped bring it onto the Switch did a fantastic job from what I've seen. But they're really like... There really isn't enough to warrant that that price tag, and whoever you're, the, the listener is, they're absolutely right. It's kind of it's a shame how they're trying to really pull their fans through the ringer. And mm. you know, Rockstar are you know they're one of the highest, highly re- regarded game developers in the world. But with these tactics and these kind of marketing or kind of approaches to how their relaunches or their uh, rem- not even remasters, mm. yeah, I, it's it's not ideal at all, to be honest. Yeah, I don't like stuff like that. I think it is a bit gougy. Yeah, that's the word. Sorry, I meant gougy. And it's such a shame because they're such a good studio. But now they're just, they're, they're, they're obviously shareholders and whoever else is saying, no, no, grow out 50 quid, even though we did nothing to the game. Mm. We ported it, but uh, that's the word. Sorry, it was a port, but no real benefits or no real upscaling. No, Like even on the PS4, you're not getting much of a, of a, of a boost as such or any kind of real improvements. So it's a shame. Ugh. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh... The the one that I saw from um, from Gamescom that got me really really excited. There was two actually, but the Sonic Superstars. Yeah, they're like like a nostalgia buzz. We every every film studio in the world is going back to the likes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Super Mario is coming out. So now Sonic is having his he's being incredibly successful in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. So Sega, the developers or the creators of Sonic, are obviously this isn't the first time Sonic's been brought back. He's he's he has a kind of a full scale open world title called Sonic Frontiers on the consoles. But we've got this more more of a kind of an old school side scrolling title like we used to play back on the Mega Drive. Like I personally used to start gaming with was Sonic, and they're bringing back this brand new title called Sonic Superstar is coming in September. Real nineties nostalgia buzz, and that just coincidentally or uh, intentionally is launching the same day as the new upcoming Nintendo Switch title, Super Mario Wonders. Uh, Wonder. Uh, so there's going to be two huge nostalgic drivers there that I was kind of thinking, is this going to be like Barbenheimer all over again? <laughs> We've got world. well, yeah, they're not really contradictory <laughs> as those two titles, but I mean it's like nostalgia overload. You've yeah. got a brand new Sonic and a brand new Super Mario title, side scrolling like you used to play it back in the day, coming to these consoles or coming to the Switch anyways for Super Mario and then other consoles along with the Switch for uh, Sonic. So yeah, good time to be a '90s kid. Yeah, I really want to talk to you when you've had a chance to play these games yeah. to see. As someone who plays the biggest titles on the most powerful powerful consoles, and we've spoken before about how, you know, a game is almost akin to a movie in terms of the graphics and the soundscape and what you have to do. So I'd be dying to hear what you make of just going back to a side-scrolling game of like... I'll tell you now, I'd lose interest very quickly. I'm just like, I have the most powerful game console here. Why am I playing this? And it's like, that's that people would go, God, you're not a gamer if you think it's all about graphics and visual fidelity and power. Like gameplay is 
is number one and how fun a game is. But to me, I get enjoyment out of them pushing the, the graphical barrier, the, the, the narrative scope, all that kind of stuff mm. that it really is an interactive movie. Whereas side-scrolling on a six, 500 euro console, I'm just like, Ehh. It feels like a bit of a wasted potential. Like this, this could be a, the perfect mobile yeah. game as in download on your phone yeah. when you're on the loose end to work and you've got 30 minutes to yeah. kill, that kind of thing. But I still... I, I don't know. There's, there's obviously an audience for this. You know, people love these old school harking back to their childhood, to the, but remastering them in a way that they're more fluid, they look better, sharper, you know, more crystal clear. But like, look at Super Mario now. That will only be on the Switch. So that makes me feel less kind of like, right, this console is only playable on this portable device and it's, I can't play it anywhere else. Whereas Sonic is like, it's on the PS5. It's going to be on the Xbox yeah. Series X. You're like, there's t- you know, I want to spend my money on games that are using this console to its best. Yeah, and even your TV as well. Yeah. Like, y- I don't know I, I do completely agree with you I, I have a bit of a grawl for those nostalgic games and when I saw the trailer I was like <gasps> but then I was thinking would I go out and buy it yeah again it's kind of more, it put it to a streaming service or put it onto a subscription service maybe and you can jump in for the nostalgia buzz but for mm. me personally I know there's going to be huge fans out there that are going to pick it up day one I might pick up Super Mario Wonder um, or Super Mario Bros again the name escapes me but I'm not sure about Sonic unfortunately yeah it'll be interesting to see yeah. how that goes down uh, we got a racing game thing from Ubisoft yeah Ubisoft are kind of they've been slack, they've been hacking away at their, their crew franchise for the last number of years the crew 2 is still hugely popular I think it came out about five years ago now I was at the launch over in, in the UK but now their new title is coming on September 14th I think uh, called the Crew Motor Fest mm. so this is an open world game based in Hawaii I played the beta when it came out a couple of weeks ago and I had really good fun think of Forza Horizon okay I'm in so it's Ubisoft's version of Forza and they might hate that comparison they might love that comparison because what I played I really enjoyed and what I saw online people really were enjoyed they were taken aback by how good it was okay so I'm really looking forward to that and one thing they're doing which is very pro-consumer is when the game launches on the 14th of September across all platforms be it the old consoles too the old Xbox One PS4 and it'll be on PS5 Series X S and PC everywhere basically um, there will be a five hour free trial for everyone so you can just jump in play it for five hours and if you like it that that progress you've built up will carry straight over to the game if you end up buying it so that's a really good move and it got good PR out of Gamescom there on Tuesday that people go oh that's a good gesture it could be hard it sounds like you know technically it could be a bit of a pain in the arse but they're going to do it and you know other games have done it and I think it's a really good way to kind of really get that game out there because it's such a busy period Five hour free trial is a generous enough free yeah, trial. It could be an it could be an, an hour. Like I know PlayStation do certain free trials on their premium package or their extra package on their PlayStation Plus subscription and some of them are like I think one was forty five minutes. I was like, are you actually serious? It was some something comical. Mm. Yeah, so five hours gives you really enough time. You can see it's a good sweetener going, Oh, Oh, oh God, that's over. Oh, I'm going to pay. I'm going to buy it. And the thing is, if you get to the end of the five hours, yeah. you know you're like, that you you're like in, it. Yeah, yeah. You're in. Because, yeah, exactly. Okay, sensational. Uh, Cyberpunk? Yes, so we've spoke about it enough, but let's let's look at the positives here. They've got a... Are a, there positives, John? There is. Because, like, even watching the show on Tuesday, the one of the developers, she came out and she was talking about this new DLC that's coming up to Cyberpunk on current gen and PC only so they're leaving the old consoles behind because of the the damage that did because the game just ran horrendously on the old PS4 and Xbox One so this DLC is coming to the new gen consoles or the current gen PC called Phantom Liberty and the crowd went wild when this came out Um, so they've really built back up that it's been three years since it came out almost three years and like the turnaround they've done they've continuously developed and updated this game Mm. and come September 26th Phantom Phantom Liberty 
relaunches. It stars Idris Elba, so which is a really good coup. Yeah. Because they, they had Keanu Reeves from when it originally launched and that was enormously, that blew up when he came out to, to promote the game. Yeah. And now Idris, he hasn't necessarily done huge promotion just yet, but he's in the game as, a, as a, one of the characters, yeah. It shows how big yeah. these gaming franchises can be or yeah. these gaming titles can be that they have huge, like huge the names. Biggest of the A list. Yeah. So There's money to be made for everyone involved. So yeah, it's if you if you can if you can pay for it, you can get these 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 actors into your games, why not? It looks it, it win win for everyone. And is like I don't want to keep going back to a three year old story, but I can't help myself. Is it, have you played the yeah, title since? I was playing it last night. And yeah, it, they've really they've. I played it. I'm playing it on the Series X. It looks visually very, very impressive. There's almost next to no technical issues whatsoever. Like there was a couple of bumps, but no game is perfect. And I'm enjoying the story, like because like if you actually get into it and commit to the storylines, that kind of it's really well written. Mm. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to okay. pick this up. Okay. Um, yeah. Definitely. Okay, I'll judge from our <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 1? Yeah, again, nostalgia buzz, but not necessarily brand new entry into the Mortal Kombat franchise, launching, I think, September 19th. Um, the Yeah, incredibly gruesome, mm-hmm. incredibly fun, great kind of uh, in, uh, engaging and entertaining storylines about how they're competing against each other. You're like, they're fighting, what is the story? like? Yeah. But they, they weave in all this kind of like travelling between universes and whatever. I've always been a fan. Again, started ga- my gaming back on the Sega Mega Drive with the original Mortal Kombat. So count me in, I'm, I'm down for this one, it looks fantastic. You're going to have such a busy September. Yeah, but it's all good because it's been such a bit of a lull. I've been get, catching up on games over the summer now because it's been a bit quieter. Yeah. Um, and there's been ones I picked up that were a bit smaller that I forgot about. But now, yeah, it's going to be bananas for the next, what is it, four months? It's mm. going to be crazy, but I'm, I can't wait. I think now might be a good time if you've never gotten on board with any of the Games Pass offering yeah. things. Yep. Just because there are so many great titles and then you've got all these new ones. Yeah, Game Pass, like we, I know, like Xbox Game Pass just shows you how it should be done. Starfield's coming, the new Forza Motorsports or the more kind of simulator realistic version of Forza is coming out. Mm. Day one Game Pass, huge advancements, looks spectacular from what I've seen. That's going to be free, that's going to be on Game Pass along with an endless amount of other titles too. Okay, great stuff. Um, there's so much up on theeffect.net if you want to go over and have a read through some of what we've talked about there in, in more depth. Uh, the ugliest device of the year, we've got a bit more information. <laughs> yeah, so we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. The new PlayStation Portal has been officially named. I think it was Project Q Lite or something crazy. It didn't go with the ugliest device of the year. No, the PlayStation ugly device. No, <laughs> God almighty. Yeah, so if your listeners have heard about what we were talking about, it's kind of take a PS5 controller, split it in half, and slap an 8-inch LCD panel between the two sides and you've got the new PlayStation Portal. It's so ugly! It's not portable, it's the PlayStation Portal and its full name is PlayStation Portal Remote Player. So because... Snappy. Yeah, so what it is, is it lets you stream your PS5 console uh, via Wi-Fi to anywhere in your home or anywhere you've got good Wi-Fi. So it's not just based in your home. You can be out and about in other places with Wi-Fi, but no cellular connectivity. So you can't be doing it on the bus unless you're hotspot. We could tether, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. You need good you need good internet and it'll, okay. it'll destroy your, your data package if you're on uh, limited data. It's going to be launching, they still haven't given a launch date, but later this year sometime and it's going to be €219.99. Um, yeah. Like... Not bad. No, like for yeah, for well, a controller with a screen built in. Switch light. Did I pay maybe two eighty? Was yeah. it? And that's got a full. That's a whole gaming that's console a whole thing. This has this is just a display with a controller, um. So it's streaming. Uh, it doesn't have Bluetooth. What? Yeah. So it's got a. He- so this is where the real contention comes in, and I'm I, I need to see what Sony says because I'm kind of what what I want to give everyone the benefit. Like 
It's got a headphone jack. Nobody uses well wired headphones. Yes, some people do, but most people have Bluetooth yeah. headsets. But you can't connect your current Bluetooth headsets to this device. Sony are bringing out new earbuds and a new gaming headset over ear headphones that use what they call PlayStation Link, which is the new audio protocol. I know. Stay with me. Oh, Stay with me. I know that uh, you can you can use these new headsets and earbuds from PlayStation to connect to this device when you're out and about when you need to kind of or you just connect wired wired with with your headphones if you've got a connection. Like we don't. Don't need any more. more ecosystems that are so like closed so, yeah. off and locked down. Yeah, like they're they're synonymous with like the PSP was a brand new disc format. Then they brought out the PS Vita, a brand new cartridge format, and then they had the mini disc with Sony bringing out. I mean, like they've done it for Blu-ray, it was Sony format, which everyone changed over to. Now we're here with a new audio IP or audio format Stupid. that you need to have. Yeah. And so those new earbuds are going to come out around before Christmas. They're going to be 220 quid as well. They look very cool to They are very cool. They're supposed to be very advanced in terms of the, the, the algorithms and the, the, the technology and the physical kind of structure. They're, I can't remember the name. It's like Bi-Loon or bi I can't remember. But will they just work with this though? Or will they work with anything? They'll have Bluetooth. Okay. So yeah, you will. But yeah, you'll be able to connect those to any device. Okay. And you'll be able to connect them to your PS5 because they'll come with a dongle. So you plug it in. Love when things have dongles a lovely, and more stuff from each other. Yeah. So then they're coming out along with what the, a new advanced pair of headphones called the PlayStation Pulse Elite. They'll be 150 euro, so a bit 50 not quid more. Bad. No, it's not. I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be more expensive. But the earbuds coming in at 220. It's a bit on the steeper side, but mm. I think they're going to be very impressive. And you can use them with your phone and whatever else, along with this new portal portal device. Which look at. We'll just wait till we ha- we can see one. Look at you being sunny side up. I know you have it. to be. It's new tech. I love new tech. I don't care how stupid it is or how kind of irrelevant it is. I love it. Well, again, uh, PlayStation, if you're listening, you know who <laughs> I are. If you want to send one in. Probably not best to give one to Jess. Yeah. No, I'm so cynical about it. I just think, like, th- th- from a practical point of view, yeah. I go around like Dora the Explorer. Yeah. But the fringe in the backpack, right? <laughs> you, yeah. Very good analogy. Very good analogy. <laughs> If I have my laptop, my notebook and my pencil case, my three essentials, and then I'm chucking this yoke into my backpack. you got to be dedicated. That's all I'll say. But it's also, like, it's going to get scratches on the screen. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't announced a kind of an official case, uh, case, which probably will come down the line. But because, yeah, it's so ergonomically weird. The fact that it's got the bumpy controllers on the side and the flat panel on the middle. Yeah. A big flat panel from the videos I've seen. So, yeah, scratches could be definitely an issue if you don't take care of it. But we'll see. Yeah. God bless your optimism. <laughs> John Riley of Defect.net, thank you so much. Cheers, Jess.